Boom. All right. We are recording. So let's rock and roll. All right. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. Today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Cataclysm, and they've got a new album called Unconquered, which at the time of recording is being released today. I've got Jean-Francois with us, and he is super excited about this release via Nuclear Blast. Um and what's really cool as well is that Jean-Francois did the recording and the engineering, so we can get pretty deep uh, in chatting about what went into crafting this incredible record. Uh, I've heard it. If you haven't heard it out there in podcast land, definitely take some time to give it a listen. Jean-Francois, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. That's a, that was a great introduction, by the way. <laughs> oh, boy, awesome. thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you told me that you're in a good mood. I didn't want to ruin it. I was like, yeah. oh my, all the no, pressure. No, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. I was like, man, I, I wish I could speak clearly like that and to the point. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a nice little shot, you know? Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Uh, thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what an incredible day. It's always fun on release day to be to be chatting with bands. And something you mentioned was how excited you are for the release of the record. And so I'm just going to start with probably the most basic question ever. Why are you so excited for the release of the record? <laughs> well, this is album number 14 for us. We've been a band for almost 30 years. And uh, so we've we've done this before but this album is special to us to me uh, personally because it is just i don't know it's one of those albums that the inspiration was here uh, and we just really uh, pour our art out on the table and and concocted some some great music and it, it, everything came together from from the guys playing to mauricio's vocal delivery lyrics and the the, the engineering producing all that you mentioned before it's like everything came together and and i'm really loving the results and this album has been recorded and, and finished we finished it in december last year so it's been quite some time already and we're so happy that it's getting released right now um, the record label were kind of telling us you guys should wait till next year because of the whole pandemic thing like basically told us don't waste the record this year it's it's so great you should wait a little bit but i we we fought back in the sense that we thought the best time to release it is now just because we don't want to sit on it that long and we believe that it won't matter pandemic or not our fans will, will be here for us and they're gonna support the band by and they'll buy it and share it and all that and uh we're we're uh, very fully confident in in that fact. So uh, here we are, albums dropping, and we're we're, we're happy it's getting released. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many things you mentioned putting your heart on the table. Well, the demon on the record, he is taking his heart out, and, and he's about <laughs> to put it down on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the imagery—it's awesome. It just really represents. The, the the music and 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 everything and the the, the album titled Unconquered, it, it has a lot of meaning for us just for the band's history and and the fact that we're still here doing this and having our our, our own little career uh, as musicians and uh, we're uh, we're very uh, grateful and at the same time um, proud of of being here still today doing this and releasing this this killer record. 
Yeah, you bring up a really interesting point because I think for a lot of fans, they just kind of take the fact that a band has been around for 30 years for granted, like it's supposed to just happen. Uh, and like there's no egregious, serious amount of work that goes into maintaining, you know, a, a brand for 30 years. Um, and I said brand intentionally. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, take us through that. What is that like being in in Cataclysm for 30 years and that moment of gratitude that you just expressed? Yeah, it's, it's great uh, in a sense that it's, when I look back at all the years, like I, I see uh, the, us starting in high school, uh, we we all met in detention room because that's that's what we did back then <laughs> in high school, and we uh, started playing this band and, and and got together and first first started and and you look back at that time and and there's moments in that thirty years where. You, you start doing this, you get a record deal, you're so happy. And then there's, there's some big people in the industry coming and telling us like, hey, enjoy this, guys, because you got about five years uh, after that, your career is going to be over because the music field or music business goes so fast and, and bands don't last that long. And so we've been told that. We've... we've uh, so many times, shots doors have been shut in our faces for many different reasons, for tours, for opportunities, for uh, things, and you just—it's—it's it's, life as a band is uh, a lot of fun. It's a lot of good moments, but there's, like you said, a lot of hard work involved. That, like, people that are not playing music don't even know about what it's like, and it's also almost the point where sometimes you ask yourself, like, why am I doing this, like? Am I stupid? <laughs> am I am I retarded? Like, just, just just sometimes being us four guys stuck on a bus for months and months out of the years. Like, there's of course there's some great times and then there's a lot of fun. But some other times, like you, you you're like you wake up in the morning and you look at the other person you're sharing your life with, and you're like, man, I I hate the way you tie your shoes. <laughs> That's so specific. Yes, I mean, mean, it's it's just there's a lot of uh, there's so many things involved, and um, I I don't know how to put it in a nutshell in in five minutes in 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 a in a quick answer. But yes, like when you go through all that, you you can't help but feeling grateful, proud, uh, and and, uh, it's it's an achievement for sure. And it's one that it's an achievement that doesn't get, reward you with the with trophies, trophies and 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 things like that. But just being here today at a certain age, uh, still playing extreme metal as a career, I think it's uh, it's a wonderful thing that uh, that we still can get together and still do this. I think. Um, it's it's a good thing, and I, I I see it as some of the other bands that I listen to and I and admire that are either in, in our same age bracket or older and are still like persistent about doing this. Like I, I it makes me like uh, admire them even more because I, I I know all that goes in the background to make sure that this happens. So uh, the. It's it's really about passion, fire at this point, and and loving what you do because 
there's no other reason why you would want to do this for that long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the funny thing is I chat with bands across the spectrum from ones, you know, they're releasing their first EP all the way up to, you know, guys like yourselves who've been at it for 25, 30 years. And there's a sense of, uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, I'll just say enjoyment or, or, mm-hmm. wonder, or wonder even. Uh, where I'm interviewing, you know, a, a band such as yourself, and it's like, wow, people are still listening to us, and there's just like this. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, you keep coming out with great music, so why wouldn't I listen to you? But I, you know, it's it's an, an interesting sense of uh, of fun that that comes to it at, at uh, I guess a certain point. Yeah, I mean, I think you you nailed it right there. I think like we always start have these conversations now about like how long we can keep doing this and 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 uh how, how how much further we can push this and i think our answer that we concluded with was well as long as this is still fun we're gonna keep doing it and the day it's not fun anymore and we want to do other stuff then that's when we'll we'll, we'll quit and uh, <laughs> hang up the hang up the skates on the wall <laughs> so it speaks and that's 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 how we see things Mm-hmm. Now, something else you had mentioned, uh, Jean-Francois, was that the uh, recording and production and mixing all came together really well. And my note here is that you did the recording and engineering in your studio and then mm-hmm. brought in Colin to do the mixing, quote unquote, for a modern sound. Yes, uh, yes. So take us through the process. How did we get from where we were with, say, the demo tracking pre-production stage to where we're sitting here right now, listening to it on Spotify, and my jaw hits the desk. Yes. Uh, well, the, the, the first thing we do is actually write, arrange the songs, uh, and piece them together. Uh, writing, like I'm talking, first the music, and then we, you come in with the lyrics. And sometimes you have to rearrange things when the lyrics are there because they don't quite fit with the way we had uh, envision the music so it's kind of like a, a a few months process right there to 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 get all that done and and then uh, once you're happy with that we actually have to learn how to play the songs because when you do the demo you kind of kind of you, you do it uh, spontaneously and you add things and add things and you different parts and riffs and melodies and but you don't really quite figure out how to play them you just kind of write them on the spot but uh, then after that you have to learn the songs like the drummer uh, the drummer myself as a guitar player the the bass player and the singer with the lyrics and all that so there's a period of time for that and then you go in the studio and, and do and nail the tracks like you have to take take everything you did in the in in, in the pre-production stage but bring it to the next level by performing it to the, the highest standards and putting everything you got in it. So then there's, it's the recording part, and that's also probably a month, month and a half to achieve all that. And uh, uh, from there, uh, then we sent it to, to, to Colin in the UK, and uh, then they opened the file of everything we did, and they try to make sense of it and push it to the, the finish line. And mixing is kind of like b- balancing plates uh, in the sense of uh, you have to, to take every instruments and placing them in a way in the audio spectrum that that sounds great and that also you can hear every instruments properly. And 
I have the right amount of punch and power and, and brightness without like um, overdoing it. So it's it's very touchy. It's a it's a, for sure it's an art. And uh, Colin did very very great at it. He's a he's a veteran in that field. He's a legendary producer and uh, did a great job, especially with the low end because we have those super seven-string down-tuned guitars on this record, and it's so low, but you can still hear every note, and it's very powerful and modern. So we're we're, we're very, uh, very happy with the results. Yeah, you guys are tuned down to, like, Z sharp or something. Yeah, it's just super low. It's 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 F sharp, and... Uh, <laughs> what? My, my strings are, like, 0.75s. It's like my, my big string. It's almost a bass string. It's so retardedly low, but it's... that. The sound that comes out of that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal. And then speaking of uh, more amazingness and more brutalness, it looks like the single that was just released today, Cut Me Down, features mm-hmm. Thomas Salkonen uh, of Wolfheart and uh, a few other other bands, a powerhouse in and of himself. Um, mm-hmm. How did that happen? Well, um, I think Wolfhart is uh, good friends with Maurizio, uh, and I think they work together uh, with with his management company because he's he goes around and he, he helps bands in, in the industry, uh, um, like de- developing and, and doing and like and do and do like career moves and all that. And he's he's a very good friend of Tuomas, and. Uh, it, it, we were thinking about hey, it would be cool to have a guest on this new album because we. Haven't had one in a few records. We used to do that uh, earlier in our career. And he said, what about two of us? Because he's got great vocals, and I get along with him. They, uh, I guess they connect also uh, on the lyrical, uh, artistic vision and, and, and all that. So he said yes, and we sent him a song. He recorded his vocals, sent him back, and we thought it was a great addition to, to the 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 track uh, it was he has a special distinct voice and you can hear it and the way he sang the chorus it makes you really feel the words you know yeah no I completely agree now transitioning over into uh, what this year had entailed something that came across my desk is that you yourself actually had coronavirus so number one uh, congratulations on uh, fighting it and remaining unconquered <laughs> thank you. You're quite welcome. Next thing is, take us through it. What was it like? What happened? Well, I I woke up the first day that I got it, and I was uh, I, I woke up and it was really hard out of nowhere to get out of bed, and I was having this mu- these intense muscle pains, tiredness, and uh, the best way I could describe it is. You know what? We we tour a lot in the world, and sometimes you you play shows in high altitude cities, like when we were in in, in La Paz in Bolivia. It's like ten thousand feet up in the air, and and it it gets really hard to breathe in those uh, in those cities because you're so high up in the in the mountains. And um, I felt kind of I related to that that morning. I woke up, and it's like okay, it's kind of heavy to breathe. Um, I can't move. Everything's weird, but it made no sense to me because I barely leave the house. I'm a super careful, paranoid, free type guy. I, I always wash my hands. I wore my mask every every time. And the only place I've been uh, within that week was the grocery stuff shop to get 
to get a few things and I, I so I probably got it from there from from either touching something or somebody walked by it it was highly contagious and I got it and um, so did like couple days after that i went to the doctor because it wasn't going away i wasn't feeling better i said like give me the test uh i didn't think that's what it was i i wasn't i, I couldn't believe that i got it from uh from going to the store like that but the, the result came back positive and uh he just told me like go home relax don't like quarantine yourself basically and uh, try to avoid uh, any contacts with my family if I can or or stay uh, like the the, the 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 three meters away and all that and um and luckily uh it never got beyond that it's it's just stayed it just stayed what it was and I never got to go to the I never had to go to the hospital uh, so I was lucky in that sense because a lot of people have need to, to to go on a respirator, and some some people even died. Like there's a guy on my street, four houses down from me, that, that died from COVID. So uh, yeah, it's scary. It, it plays a, a role also on on your uh, like psychologically, it wears you down because just knowing that you have it, it's an extra layer of stress and. And when you have it, you feel like it never goes away because you wake up. Uh, some days it feels a little better and you're like, okay, I'm on the right path. And then a few days later, you feel it's all over again, bad. So it's very long and, and strenuous and hard to beat. It's definitely not like a normal uh, flu. Uh, for me, it was, was much heavier than that. So... Uh, uh, that, that was pretty much my experience of it, and uh, I, I, I would not wish it upon my worst enemies, that's for sure. Wow. Now, you said it took a long time to beat. I've read some articles about lingering symptoms. Would you say that you're over it and past it, or are there still some lingering symptoms or other things? I feel, I, I think I'm over it. Uh, I think it was, for me, it was a straight straight up three weeks of uh, of, of what I just described. And then by the end of those three weeks, started get feeling slowly better and better every day, to the point where it was gone. And and, um, and now I'm, I I tested the okay, it's gone, and I I feel normal. I, I'm completely normal. The only thing I'd say is like I'm a little bit tired from uh, not moving for three weeks because uh, you can't do much. You just sit there and watch TV and and, and relax pretty much all of the time. So it's kind of like the inactivity. It makes me feel like I'm tired and are out of shape a bit, but I don't feel any of the other symptoms anymore. And I don't think anything was going to linger with me. Okay. Well, thank you for remaining unconquered. As I'd mentioned before there, Jean-Francois. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy it's gone. I'm so happy it's gone. Yeah. yeah. I, can, I can move on and keep going with my life. <laughs> Yeah, happy days. Now, one of the other questions I was going to ask is you guys had mentioned uh, or you had mentioned that the album was finished in December 2019, um, obviously starting 2020 with a lot of excitement. Um, Uh What kind of things have you guys been doing to keep uh, the fans engaged on what otherwise probably would have been a a spring release of the album? Well, at first, when the when the first when, when the pandemic hit 
uh, for real. And then things got started to get postponed. I think it's like the old music world kind of stopped or the old world uh, any at any level kind of stopped for a few months. So not much has happened. And uh, now what we're doing is trying to... Uh, use more our, our socials and and uh, we started this little show on youtube where we uh, we do an episode or two episodes a month and uh, it's not nothing pro but we we do all the editing ourselves and, and and it's just a little a little extra to engage our fans and and because um, it's mostly all we got is, is is the socials and stuff and for us it would be very hard to actually plan um a show for example uh, doing like a, a stream show just because it's hard for us to actually get in the same place because right now there's some restrictions in place still between the u.s and canada for traveling so uh, we have to wait till all that's lifted so we can actually get together and maybe plan a live stream um, if not then the, the plans for us moving forward would be uh to wait till next summer when we have we have all these summer openers uh, everywhere um, planned and hopefully knocking on wood those happens and if they don't then we'll wait till uh, the time comes and we'll plan a proper tour and go everywhere again and, and, and play our asses off uh, hopefully sooner than later but uh, otherwise it's just gonna be a uh, video clips and and uh, and social media posts and that's pretty much uh, the contact we have with our fans right now. Okay, perfect. Well, Jean-Francois, that concludes my questions. I believe we've covered just about everything. Is there anything that you wanted to mention that maybe I didn't ask about? Well, no, just a big a big thank you uh, for for to our fans in general that that uh, have been incredible and supported us even through these these tough times like album is selling we're doing well uh, the, like people are ordering so much online shirts because they know that it helps the bands and things like that like a, a very thank a big thank you because everyone everyone's being wonderful and we're so looking forward to being in your neck of the woods as well in the UK. We've, last show we played there was like in December, I think we played the London, but we want to come back and do a proper UK tour at some point, and that that would that would rock as well. We love uh, we love playing there. All right, very cool. Well, then thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Uh, thank thank you for having me. That was this was great. <laughs>